Yo, welcome back to another episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, Amir, today with my co-host, Jordan. To go ahead, we have another edition, free agency edition episode today on the podcast to go over all the available cornerbacks in free agency the Broncos could pursue to potentially replace Ronald Darby, who we're already hearing rumors about as a potential uh, cut candidate for the Denver Broncos. So um, the Broncos are going to have to be in the market. Um, And, you know, regardless... Um, every year, you you know, you always hear the saying from coaches, GMs, and players, and lots of you know, even you know, fans and analysts that you can never have a, a, a you know, you can never have enough corners, you can never have enough good corners. So that's just how it is in today's league. Um, cornerback position is easily one of the most important positions in all of football. So the Broncos, either way, they're gonna have to at least draft one and probably sign one as well. I mean, um, the de- there's needed depth there. Um, you know, but be- you know, behind um. You know, Damari Mathis, if Ronald Darby's cut, we're going to have, like, basically nobody. We'll have, like, Jaquan McMillan and is saying Bassey is going to be a free agent. So you really got to really address that for sure. So quarterback is, um, once again, a pretty big need for the Broncos this year, along with, um, it seems like, defensive end, running back, offensive line. So we're going to go and jump into all of, uh, you know, the free agent corners the Broncos potentially look into today. Um, before we go and jump into that, how are you doing today, my man, Jordan? I'm doing good, man. Uh, just keeping up with all the news and stuff like that. Um, it's crazy. Been, yeah, studying for my exams and everything like that. I've been good. Yeah, the, obviously lots of lots of news coming out this morning. And uh, Monday is when we're going to officially start hearing, um, you know, lots of signings around the NFL and potential trades as well. Um, I know Aaron Rodgers is uh, expected to make his decision, you know, within the next week or so. We never know, really know with him, but lots of free agents. We saw Ben Jones, Adam Thielen this morning get cut. Those are two, uh, you know, guys up there in age 32 and 33, respectively, that the Broncos could potentially look into, uh, you know, signing here um, in Denver. I know Russell Wilson played with uh, Adam Thielen there at the Pro Bowl so um, there's a little bit of a connection there as well so I'm um, definitely interested to see how that goes for the Broncos of free agency and how they address those but today it was specifically going to be dedicated to corner the cornerback position um, so super excited to jump in all these corners and more let's go ahead and start off our first free agent today one of the biggest names available in free agency it is former Panthers Giants and Eagles cornerback James Bradbury. He is 29 years old, projected for a contract around three years, 45.5 million. That's 15.1 million annually. Um, it's confirmed by multiple sources that Bradbury is in fact hitting free agency. Um, he has, he's very healthy, reliable. Um, you know, availability. Um, he only has missed five games in seven seasons in the NFL. Absolutely wild, insane. He is the just the epitome of you know consistency, being able to stay on the field, play for his his team. Um, he saw you know he started all seven games in 2022. He allowed 382 yards in coverage with 45.2 percent completion allowed. He had three interceptions, um, just two touchdowns allowed, and a mere 51.6 QB rating allowed, which is third in the entire NFL the best in all of free agency um you know this year um it was arguably the best season of his entire career even though lots of people like to think of his prime um being there in uh, Carolina um he's just uh, and also he's a PBU machine he has he literally has had double digit pass breakups in every season of his NFL career pretty pretty impressive he breaks on the ball very very well um he was selected to the all pro second team last season which not a lot of people seem to talk about so that's ultimately what makes him uh you know uh an appealing free agent uh at the quarterback position here for the broncos yeah i would have to agree um i've been a fan of james bradbury since he was in carolina and i was surprised they kind of just let him go and he went over there to uh, the giants and then the giants surprisingly let him go and he found wound up in philly last year and had a really good year for them like you said he was an all pro so I mean, I would love for him, you know, um, to come over here to Denver, but just realistically, I don't think it's going to happen. I think two things are going to happen. I can I, I can honestly see him going back to New York. I mean, and then there's a whole bunch of teams that just can outbid us for Bradbury. I, I I don't know how much he's scheduled to make. I'm sure it's around like, I think Spotrack said it was around like 15 million 15 a year. Million, yeah, 15 million. Yeah, 15 million a year. So I don't think Denver's going to go go that big for a corner, especially uh, James Bradbury. But um, yeah, I would love him in Denver. Don't get don't get it don't like don't get it twisted. Like James Bradbury is a dog, you know. He had the penalty in the Super Bowl that everybody's been kind of killing him for. But I mean, at the end of the day, he's still a top value corner in this league. And wherever he goes, he's he's gonna get paid and he's gonna ball out. 
Yeah, for sure. He's definitely uh, one of those you know, elite corners in the NFL. And last season, he proved it by getting all pro second team honors. And he certainly is uh, definitely, like you, like we mentioned, one of the best corners in the NFL. And you can't ignore that. That's someone who uh, would come here immediately and be a very big compliment to uh, Patrick Sertan. So I would not be mad by it. Um, but it's just yeah. going to be a huge contract. And I don't think, um, you know, the Broncos are going to be, you know, really be willing to be in a bidding war for him. Um, you know, given the the fact that they don't I'm not too, too sure that George Payton is one that likes to devote a lot of cap space to the corner position. Um, you know, the most we've seen is with Ronald Darby. And that was, I believe, around 11 10. million annually. Yeah. yeah, 10, 11 million annually. And um, he we, we do know that George Payne loves to draft corners. So um, I think that's kind of be the that's kind of be the uh, technique and, uh, you know, the route that he goes with this franchise moving forward, ultimately. Um, so next we got Patriots cornerback Jonathan Jones, mm. who kind of who shined last year um, after playing, you know, for, uh, you know, playing with the Patriots his entire career He's a two time Super Bowl world champion with them. Um, he's projected for a two year, twenty four point nine million dollar deal. That's twelve point four million annually so he's expected to get the bag and understandably so he had a really good season last year and teams are going to want want a piece of that so um, but the thing is you know sources are saying that new england is working on a new deal with jones and jones uh says he's been open that he wants to he hopes to remain in the team's future plans so he wants to you know his heart has been with the city of new england for his entire nfl career so that is completely understandable he just had the, his best season there and i'm sure he wants to you know get that big contract and potentially uh you know a team friendly deal there uh you know returning to new england so um i ultimately I don't know how that's going to end up with them, um, but Jonathan Jones himself, I mean, he, you know, his opportunity, um, you know, in 2022, really, he really took, you know, um, he really took charge of that because he allowed 588 receiving yards last year um, on 52.7% completion allowed. He had four picks. He did allow five touchdowns um, and a 73 um, QBR. So, um, kind of like not the best stats, but not the worst stats. I mean, that, and you know, corners, um, it, you know, 588 yards all year. That's not bad. That's not bad. Um, it definitely, we've seen, you know, numbers up in the 700s and we've seen, you know, Ramsey even get up to the 800 and people still crown him as one of the best corners in the league. So, um, you know, it, Definitely, that's a it's kind of like a misintriguing number, but I feel like he that's a pretty solid season from a guy who just got his opportunity to be a starter in the NFL. Um, he's also a very good nickel and outside corner. He flourished on the outside last year, but he he was he was playing uh, nickel a lot when Tom Brady was there and they were uh, winning Super Bowls. Um, you know, I saw a hot, you know, last night I was watching a little bit of him and I saw a, a highlight reel where he was absolutely locking up Ted Ginn Jr. and Michael Thomas uh, back a few years ago when uh, they're playing Sean Payton Saints. So I'm sure Sean Payton's going to have a few uh, uh, chuckles in the in the rooms around these uh, free agent, um, you know, uh, conversations about who they want to pursue. You know, you know, the conversations between, you know, Vance Joseph, Sean Payton and George Payton about who they, who they want to, you know, give a contract here at the corner position. Uh, but, you know, in all seriousness, Jonathan Jones is definitely a good corner he's only 29 years old and it seems like he's just getting started yeah uh i would have to agree i mean he's mostly an outside corner um he had a really good year last year um but i mean if you look at it over the course of his career he's always been like a two corner or three corner for new england played in some slot in the early years yeah. moved into outside uh with jc and he really bought there um as a number one corner he did good but uh, he re he did really better as the number two in the number three corner um as far as Denver goes, I don't really see Denver going after him just because, you know, it's, it's going to be a team that's going to, you know, spend the bank on them. I'm thinking like a team maybe like, you know, the Bears, the Texans. Somebody's going to come with him, you know, and give him a lot of money. But honestly, he might just stay with New England, take a little bit of a pay cut just to stay there because, you know, he's been there his whole career. He feels like he's going to owe it to him. Um, but, yeah, as far as Denver goes, I don't really see us pursuing Jonathan Jones. If he does test the market. You you might hear some like some rumors about him in Denver, but I don't think it's gonna happen. I think Denver's gonna go kind of towards the cheaper route, especially on cornerback, because I think you know for us it's gonna be a lot of big money's gonna be spent on his offensive line. Yeah, exactly. That's where gonna they're gonna give the you know the the bulk of their uh, salary cap you know this offseason. Um, and I, I I would picture them to you know kind of re repeat what they did last year. They kind of waited to the wave two or wave three of free agency with K1 Williams and ended up getting it for yeah. a bargain, two year, seven million dollar deal. So I think that's kind of what they're they're gonna try to do for uh, outside corner. Um, get Pat Pat Sertan some help. Um, you know the safeties as well. 
Um, you know, um, and you know, one thing about Vance Joseph is that you know, young corners have seemed to struggle a bit in his uh in his his defenses. So the Broncos are gonna have to find some veteran help one way or another this offseason. Um, you know, whether fans are like it or not. So um I, I I'm all here for it. All right, so our next uh, corner is going to be one of my favorite, you know, favorite easily corners in all free agency this year. Steelers cornerback Cameron Sutton. He's 28 years old, projected for a three-year, 22.9 million dollar deal. Um, he's only projected for 7.6 million annually. That is a damn bargain. Give me, like, give me that. He is. I, you know, can't wait to talk about him. I mean, he is one hell of a corner available in free agency for that price. I'm definitely excited and intrigued. Um, you know, if the Broncos are willing to, um, you know, be interested and in, you know, give him a contract here in the Mile High. Uh, the last two seasons, he's gotten the opportunity to become a starter for Pittsburgh, and he's absolutely balled out. He's been a very consistent starter for the team ever since. Um, he's coming off easily, easily the best season of his career with three interceptions. 15 PBUs, that's fourth best in the league, 388 receiving yards um, allowed all season, um, and 44.4% catch rate allowed as fourth best in the entire NFL, not just free agency, in the entire NFL. Um, he's a very high IQ player that plays with a lot of awareness and anticipation. Um, the only thing about him is he just drops so many interceptions. And that's 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 a good problem to have, actually, because, you know, you can sit here and it's a bad and good problem because you don't want to blow games because of that. You know, mm -hmm. we've seen players had their careers and, you know, and get cut because of those situations yeah. in the playoffs yeah, recently, too. Yeah. And, um, you know, Cameron Sutton. I'm sure this is an issue that he could fix. It's always only a second year being a full-time starter there in Pittsburgh at 28 years old. I think it's only up from here with him. Um, but last night I was watching tape on him and I counted a total of five dropped wide open interceptions. So um, he's going to have to fix that. I think Christian Parker is the absolute best um, coach, you know, and fit for him here in Denver. I think this is just a match made in heaven for what Vance Joseph, Vance Joseph is going to run. He's a perfect fit to line up, you know, across from Pastor Tan. Um, he, he's just such a high IQ player, and he can—he's very versatile. Well, as well, if Kwan goes down, he can go on the inside and play outside, and Damari Mathis can go back to being, you know, the you know, the full-time starter on the outside. And he just brings so much, great, you know, great versatility, and he doesn't mind being flexible. He's—he's he's, you know, openly mentioned in press conferences how he doesn't mind, you know, moving back and forth to the inside and outside mm -hmm. if need be. Um, also, his his middle name is Amir, which is my first name, so he's he's got to be a Denver Bronco. Yeah, uh, Cam Sutton, um, I kind of been looking at Cam Sutton too. Um, Pro Football Focus ranked him as the third best cornerback going in free agency, and you brought up a good point. He can play inside and outside, um, but he he's really good in man, though. Like, he's really good in man, and he can draw back his own. He can pretty much do it all. Um, what did you say his uh, expected salary per year is supposed to be? Uh, around $7 million annually, which is a yeah, bargain. Yeah, that's a steal. And, I mean, he's 28, too. So, yeah, I, I definitely could see Denver going after him. Um, I don't, And the thing is, he's so underrated. I think Denver, like, just – he's going to be one of the first yeah. guys I can actually see Denver, like, pounce on. You've seen it with Kawan Williams and everything like that. So, yeah, um, I'm I'm all on board for it. I think he could come in and be play outside next to Pastor Tan and strap up. Yes, sir. I this is easily one of my favorite free agents in all yeah. you know all positions. I love Cam Sutton but, a lot. Um, yeah, but um, I was reading uh, Steelers Depot um, that he, he estimated that Cam Sutton his contract value might rise to around ten to twelve million per year. We're gonna oh, yeah, see. I would not be surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. But it's it's just dependent, man. Because you it's so many teams. Like you see teams now, they're just freeing up cap. Like you got Dallas, yeah. they just freed up thirty million in cap space by restructuring contracts. You got the Titans. It's just it's every team around the league is almost just freeing up cap, cutting guys, restructuring contracts. It, it might be a scenario where nearly every team in the league is gonna be above the cap and just gonna have so much money to spend. So we're just gonna have to see. Exactly. Yeah, that's definitely uh, Cam Sutton's one of those guys I would be, uh, you know, pounding the table for. Um, next, we have former Broncos, Texans and Saints cornerback Bradley Roby, who I've seen a lot of people, Cody Rourke and lots of, you know, uh, Broncos analysts around the NFL. Um kind of connect him here to Denver as a potential, uh, you know, uh, reunite here in Denver. Uh, obviously, Super Bowl 50 champion with the Broncos, 30 years old. Um, he's only missed one. He only missed one game in five years with the Broncos. But ever since then, it's just I don't know what, what it is. It's kind of ironic because we always talk about every time a player comes to Denver, they start randomly dealing with injuries. But once Bradley Roby left Denver, he actually started having to deal with. Uh, he started dealing mm -hmm. with some ankle injuries that have uh, held him out a few games there in Houston and New Orleans. Um, 
Um, in 13 games played last season, he allowed a 54% completion um, along with 409 yards, only one touchdown, five PBUs, and a 79.4 passer rating. Um, that was the lowest uh, numbers he's allowed in the last five years of his career, which is actually pretty incredible considering that he's getting up there in age. Um, 2018 season is what all Broncos fans bash him for, which I feel is kind of – it's kind of unfair at this point in his career. Um, you know, he, and I do understand that he will be reuniting with Vance Joseph. I completely get that. Um, but lots of Broncos fans bashed him for that year. And I get it. He had a terrible year that year. He allowed over 840 yards, seven touchdowns in coverage, but who was calling plays? Not Vance Joseph. It was, it was, it was Joe Woods. So there's kind of a, just wanted to clarify that for a lot of people who kind of, kind of seem to uh, put all the blame on Vance Joseph, but ultimately Bradley Roby wasn't playing his best ball. And, um, you know, Joe Woods was a pretty uh, below average play caller to say the least. So he, he also, he could play outside he could play the slot. Um, he's still a really good downhill hill player despite his age, good run stopper. He seems to always have a knack for the ball. Um, he, you know, he really showed that in his last two years in New Orleans. Yeah, Bradley Roby's a guy that um, you know, I love won a Super Bowl with him and everything like that. But I think Bradley, Bradley Roby's best when he's in the slot. And you know, it's kind of like what you said, um, you know, the running downhill kind of thing and everything like that. I, I just think he's better in the slot. It seems like as soon as we lost to leave and moved him outside with CHJ, he started getting torn up, just had a really bad year, and Denver didn't resign him. Um, that being said, I mean if Denver was to sign him, I would have very mixed feelings about it because I would kind of see where Denver would place him. We put him on the outside. I'm not yeah. comfortable with that. But, I mean, you know, because Kawan Williams is doing really good in the slot. So, I don't think that's a slot is a type of position that we're going to go after. But, I mean, Bradley Roby, I wouldn't be all on board with signing him, especially because he's, he, he's talking that he wants, like, double digits or right underneath that, like, 9 to $12 million a year. And I, I don't think that's a good decision. So, I'm, I'm off Bradley Roby. I would agree with you. I just feel like he, he gets a little bit too much hate from Broncos fans, but yeah, he does. Um, I, yeah, <laughs> but at the same time, I feel like he, he's still a good player. But at the same time, this is too much for the thirty-year-old at this point in his career. Yeah. Um, I think he can, you know, go go get that contract elsewhere. Maybe resign with the Saints. I know they traded for him, so um, I, at this point, I would look for a, a younger option somewhere yeah. around 26, 27 years old in free agency. That's yeah. just my personal belief. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I mean, he did really well with Dennis Allen, and I think a lot of that was because you know a lot of cases they had him in the slot like they had him playing like you know downhill he was making tackles in the run game and everything like that so we'll see but in denver yeah. nah yeah I, I don't think that's the right move to make next we have a uh, former bears broncos and ravens cornerback kyle fuller <laughs> i'm just playing i'm just kidding i'm just kidding uh, i was really about to go there <laughs> i wanted to see your reaction Oh, uh, I wonder every listener that was just listening was like, are we really oh about to have God. this conversation? Bro, Kyle Fuller, he felt his the expectations for him were so high. I remember when they cut him, like, and they changed his Wikipedia thing, like oh, he's a Bronco and everything like that. And I'm like, we're getting Kyle Fuller. This is a pro bro, everybody, bro. If you say that, if you are a Broncos fan, say that you weren't excited, you're lying, bro. You're lying. Everybody bro. was so Cause, excited. Cause cause I got because I remember we was like, bro, think about our DB room, Darby, Fuller, Callahan, Sertan, like, oh my God. And Bradley and Kyle Fuller came out there and he, He's so he bad. You know, he the first game he struggled, but then he made the game saving play, and everybody was like, okay, he just getting used to it. No, Kyle Fuller got torn up and he got it was to the point he wasn't even playing, he was benched by Big Vangio, yeah. and everybody talked about them reuniting Kyle Fuller, man. Jeez. Yeah. Oh god. Hopefully, yeah, he can shout ball out, out to Baltimore. Shout out to Fangio for, uh, you know, being a good coach and not just siding with his guy and letting him, you know, keep playing. And, mm -hmm. you know, benching was right in that situation. It but, was. Yeah. Marvin Jones and a whole bunch of other guys are just killing them. Yeah. Yeah, just, just trolling you guys there. We're not about to seriously go over Kyle Fuller. But he is a free agent, so I'm not trolling in that aspect. But uh, next we got 49ers cornerback Emmanuel Mosley, who is 26 years old, projected for a massive four-year $66.7 million deal, $16.6 million annually. Um, despite all of the big injuries concerns, I mean, he the injuries are a huge concern with this game. Um, he is only... <laughs> He's only played one full NFL season in five years, um, which was four years ago. Yeah, in 2019. Yeah. Yeah. And he, the closest he's ever gotten to that is playing 12 games in 2020. So 
it's not very good. Very, not very good. I mean, I feel, I really do feel for the guy though. Cause he has so much upside, so much upside. He, he dealt with the torn ACL, high ankle sprains. Uh, when he's on the field, he just makes all the world of a difference for a secondary. The impact he has in coverage is unbelievable. In 2022, he allowed just 160 receiving yards and zero touchdowns in five games started with a 66.9 passer rating allowed. He's a very tough physical tackler. He can run back interceptions if need be. He's crazy athletic as well. I've seen him absolutely dive up there and bat balls. Um, he's just a very you know big high risk, high reward player. Um, I believe if he can stay healthy, he can be top seven at his position. Yeah, I agree. I just don't think it's the best decision uh, for Denver. Um, the thing is about him, like you said, he's got all the talent in the world. He's played with some good mm -hmm. coaches, so you know he knows. He's smart, high IQ player. My only concern with concern with him is the injuries, and mm -hmm. I don't think it's the right decision. Even like even for just speaking for him to come to Denver, a team that you know is just hasn't been right in the training department for some years now. And I, I understand we got new guys and everything like that, but you know, uh, if I'm him, I'm I'm probably gonna try to either go back to the 49ers. I'm gonna say that because. I, I'm kind of I was kind of surprised when Spot Track, you know, said how much money he was projected to make. And um, I was kind of shocked by it because I'm like, this dude is barely even played. But, you know, I, I wish him the best, but I don't I don't see Denver going after him. I mean, it's not really any ties to coaches um, that are willing, you know, roll the dice on him or anything like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if the Texans kind of have a, a big yeah. uh, contract to him um, there with D'Amico Ryans. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. He is – like, if he was healthy, I would say throw all the money at him. But he, he just can't stay healthy, man. It's really – I really do feel for the guy. And, honestly, I, I do hope he gets, he, he gets that contract just somewhere else because the way he's been constantly getting injured, I do I do hope he gets some long-term security yeah. with him and his family and everything because it's just unfortunate the way he's been going down like that. It um, sucks. He, he, he deserves all in the world because he really does give his all to the game. And he has crazy athleticism. Some of the best I've seen in the NFL at the corner position. Yeah. Um, so next, we're going to go ahead and talk about Falcons cornerback Isaiah Oliver. He is 26 years old, coming off his rookie contract. He's mainly a slot corner, so um, I'm assuming the, the Broncos are going to keep K-1. But they do need to have kind of a um, maybe an option. Uh, for the long term, if they choose to, um, you know, Isaiah Oliver, one of the younger options in free agency at only 26 years old. Um, he's mainly a slot, like I said, but he can play outside if he needs to. Um, in 12 games last season, he only allowed 267 receiving yards, which is absolutely insane. In, two, in 12 games, are you kidding me? That's that's insane. Uh, but he did allow 60, 69% completion. Um, so that means for every three times he's targeted, he was giving up two catches. So, I mean, th at the same time, though, when you're only giving up 267 yards, I I'm yeah, not too like mad about that. Up yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're barely giving up any. Yeah, you could catch it and then tackle him no yard. So exactly, and that's the way the Fal the Falcons are running things. They're kind of you know what's in front of you and how you're gonna contain you know that 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 in terms of the passing game. Um, he also gave up zero touchdowns. I mean, just absolute beast. Um, and only a 72, 76.2 passer rating allowed. Um, he did have two pretty rough seasons in 2019 and 2020, though. I'm sure Falcons fans can tell you about that. Uh, in 2019, he allowed 908 yards, five touchdowns, and 113 QBR, which is not not good, no bueno. Uh, 2020, he allowed 745 yards, seven touchdowns, and 120.8 QBR. So last year was a huge bounce back year. Like that's like comeback comeback player of the year type stuff. Um, you know, obviously, you know, didn't really come back from any kind of adversity, but he he did suffer a little bit of injuries. Um, you know, injuries have been a bit of an issue the last two seasons. He's missed 18 games the last two years. So he's missed more games than he's played. And so that's going to kind of be uh, something that maybe the Broncos want to, you know, avoid here in free agency. Yeah, Isaiah Oliver is very interesting because I remember when I was making my uh, top 10 cornerbacks list during the season in the comments, Falcons fans was like, Isaiah Oliver. And I'm like, who is Isaiah Oliver? So I went up and looked at him pro and pro, pro football focus had him ranked high on some lists like he was having a really good season. But yeah, I, I kind of did a deep dive into him, too. Like you said, the injuries the last two years have been really, you know, eye opening. And then you got to factor in like this was really his first good year. And then, you know what I'm saying? So, and it's, it's only, you only get one year and it's only 12 games. You see what I'm saying? So it's, and, um, I honestly think he's just going to stay in Atlanta. I think if he, I think he's going to want to stay in a system where he can just continue to progress, get mm -hmm. some more games under his belt. But yeah, I, I honestly see him going back to Atlanta. Atlanta's got the yeah. money to give it to him on a short-term deal. I just, I don't know if I would like Denver going after a guy who hasn't been healthy. You don't really know what system he's like, you know, would excel in. You got one good year out of four, kind of, you know what I'm saying? Well, really, 
yeah, yeah, four. It's just, I don't know, man. I wouldn't do yeah. it. Yeah. The best case scenario is for him to return to Atlanta. Um, and I don't really know what the kind of contract he's going to receive. I wouldn't, you know, imagine it's too big given the fact yeah, he's just not. had his first good year. Um, you know, would I be mad about it? No, just because I do want a, kind of a long-term answer here, at, you know, in the slot. Um, you know, maybe the Broncos do extend, you know, K1. Who knows? He mm-hmm. he is a, above 30 years old, but it's it's kind of it'll be kind of interesting um i do really like isaiah oliver though i think he's uh i think it's up from here i think he finally figured out um you know his uh you know consistency there at the cornerback position um next we have former colts and raiders cornerback rock is seen um he is 26 years old he's projected for a pretty big contract he uh is projected for a four-year 43.5 million dollar deal that's 10.8 million annually um in 11 games last season he allowed 414 yards in coverage with only one touchdown and 82.6 QBR. Um, his time in Indy was uh, he, he had some pretty concerning uh, ball tracking issues. Um, I be, I believe it was a trade from my Indy to uh, Las yeah. Vegas. So um, yeah, yeah, they were pretty. It, it pretty, was the, uh, um, my I mean, coach, it, it was the Yannick trade, the Yannick Ngakwe trade. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, which, by the way, a little off topic. Unique in Ngakwe is uh, very very underrated. I, yes. I I don't know why nobody's talking about him, dude. He's no. so good. Yeah, like yeah, I just want to throw in here. Do not be surprised if that's a possible Draymond Jones replacement because he is like. And what I did know is how young he was. I didn't know how young he was. I thought he was older because I'm like he's moved around a lot. Like I think it was the Jaguars, the Vikings, the Colts, and the Raiders. And I'm like, I'm like, it's, it's something about him we don't know. But apparently, he's just underrated. And he, he, but the only thing with him, he wants his money. That's been his whole thing. He wants to get paid. So, he deserves it. Yeah, he his deserves numbers it. Are crazy. Yeah, because he he was part of the Saxonville and they were going crazy. So, I will I, I would love him to go to Denver, but uh, continue. Yeah, so Rocky seen, um, you know, ball tracking issue. His ball tracking uh, ability was a pretty big issue there in Indianapolis. He cleaned it up uh, last year with uh, Las Vegas, but it's still not the best. Um, you know, but landing on a new team with the Raiders last year was exactly what he needed. He just needed a new, fresh scenery. Um, he had a pretty nice season. Um, he was referred to. He's uh, he's being referred to as one of the top young cornerbacks available in free agency, as many believe he's just getting started. Um, so, what what do you think about Rocky scene? Um, he's only 26 years old. Um, he hasn't played and started the most games, and he, you know he only had really one good season with the Raiders last year. Yeah, I like to refer to him as Quillen's Sutton's son because I remember the first time they yes. played together, he absolutely destroyed Rocky Sin. But um, I mean, Rocky, I mean, he was pretty, he was not that good with the Colts, but he went to the Raiders and he did have a pretty bounce back year, new system and everything. Like you said, change of scenery, he did pretty good. Um, I think he's going to get money. I think the Raiders are going to definitely try to bring him back. I think I can see him definitely getting around eight million a year, you know, because just because the Raiders are desperate at corner, like they definitely need cornerbacks right now. So, um, yeah, I think he's going back to the Raiders. I don't really see a team like Denver going out there and paying him just because, you know, you it, it's kind of like Isaiah Oliver. You know, you got one good year out of – he's yeah. been in the league four years, and the bad years were, like, really bad. Like, they kind of yeah. gave him up quickly. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I don't know. D- did he play majority of outside or inside last year? Outside. Outside? Okay, yeah. Yeah, because I think with the Colts, he was playing in the slot, and I think that's when really what he was getting messed up at. So, But, yeah, I I, I wouldn't go after him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he he be, he better hope he doesn't sign here with Denver because he's gonna have to face Cortland Sutton in practice, assuming we don't trade him. <laughs> yeah. So uh, next cornerback is gonna be uh, one of my favorites, and I know one of Jordan's favorites. Uh, he's Buccaneers cornerback uh, Jamel Dean. He is 26 years old, projected for a three-year, 49.6 million dollar deal. That's 16.5 million annually. So he's expected to get the most uh, money here at the cornerback position in free agency. Um, like I said, he's the most uh, expensive corner on the market, but deservingly so because yeah. he's he's considered uh, the best at his position in free agency. He he had an incredible season in 2021. Um, through 15 games, he allowed just 319 receiving yards, which is insane. That's 21 yards per game. Um, that that's pretty incredible. And uh, not to mention, it was on 48.5% completion. So and on a 50.0 quarterback rate and zero touchdowns. Are you kidding me? That's like top three level cornerback play unbelievable uh 2022 wasn't as great um he did play in the same amount of games 15 um it wasn't as impressive but it was still top 10 play he yeah he, uh, he allowed a 469 yards um 55.4 percent completion four touchdowns and 86 qbr 
Um, you know, it was a little bit of a drop off, but he is still that guy. He's still, um, my opinion, the top 10 corner. He's a big body corner who, who, who plays very physical at the line of scrimmage, but is still very disciplined at the same time. You hear a lot about a lot about, uh, you know, cor young corners in today's NFL where they, they can be a little over physical um, and, you know, draw a lot of, um, you know, DPIs and holds. Um but he only had one penalty all last season, which is unbelievable for a cornerback. Um, he and also what I love about him is he just he doesn't try to do too much in coverage. He's just an all-around elite talent. He doesn't try to over pursue angles. He kind of just you know takes what's in front of him and uh, plays his uh, his best football. Yeah, Jamel Dean's always been very underrated. As a rookie, he Pro Football Focus gave him the highest coverage grade among rookies. Um, he had 14 forcing completions, and he was really a big part of the reason why Tampa won that Super Bowl. A lot of people forget when, when Tom Brady went to Tampa, the biggest question was their secondary. And those boys stepped it up, Antoine Winfield, Sean Murphy Bunton, and Carlton Davis. But Jamel Dean still fell under the radar. He was huge. And um, this season, was it, trying to find the stat I have. Yeah, this season, it was um, towards the end of the season, he was second in the league in uh, fewest yards allowed in coverage. First was J.C. Horn. Wow. He was second, and Bryce Callahan was third. So, I mean, Jamel Dean, uh, Amir knows I, I, he's a guy that I wanted. I didn't expect his value to be that high, but I guess he got, you know, a lot of people starting to recognize him now because, you know, pros are free agency, so he's going to make bank wherever he goes. I think he's going to leave Tampa. I think you'll definitely see a team maybe like Cincinnati, the Texans, whoever's going to give him a big payday because he deserves it. He's one of the best. He's one of the top cornerbacks in the league. Doesn't get a lot of credit. He's he's a dog. It's as simple as that. And he's a yeah. man coverage corner. Like he he makes plays. Like he'll make like if you watch the Bucks on primetime, he makes so many plays that literally no one talks about the breakups, the forcing completions. Just be strapping, strapping it up. So, yeah. Yeah, he's an all-around elite talent, and he 100% yeah. deserves the money he's about to get. Yeah. Um, he he's gonna he's gonna make he's gonna make a bag. So, um, it's probably gonna be out of the reach of Denver, to be yeah, honest. But yeah. I I would love to have him here. Um, yeah, you know, with the Broncos. Yeah. Next, we have a uh, Dolphins cornerback Nick Needham, who is uh 26 years old as well. <laughs> Um, he's only played in six games last season because he uh, sort, you know, before suffering the uh, torn Achilles. Um, prior to that, though, he he stayed very healthy for the most part of his career, um, playing in almost you know 16, 17 games every season. Um, before he went down, he's playing very, uh, he, he's playing fairly well. He allowed 150 yards on 52.6 percent completion and one touchdown. Um, however, he was only targeted, um, you know, just 19 times in six games. So clearly quarterbacks don't want to throw his way and only 150 yards in six games is it's pretty damn good. Um, I believe that's uh, 30 yards per game. So um, he, he he definitely knows how to play ball and you know, he's really uh, an interesting option for Broncos. But uh, like Isaiah Oliver, he is primarily a slot corner, uh, but he has faced matchups on the outside. Uh, what do you think about uh, the 26 year old Nick Needham? Yeah, he's a guy that's kind of been balling out since he was a rookie. That just another corner that flies under the radar. He's not the best guy, but he does his job well enough. You know, um, I think the Dolphins bring him back. I, I I don't really see a scenario where Denver gets him because you know we still have Kawan Williams. Um, unless Denver, you know, just really wants the depth and is willing to spend around five to six million dollars for a depth corner, then um, I'm all for it. But honestly, I don't really see it happening. Yeah. And, you know, don't forget, you know, corners can uh, definitely make the switch from slot to outside and potentially gain more money. I know uh, outside corners do get uh, significantly um, more money than slot corners do. Um, but if you do play both then you're probably going to get you know even more money than that. But it's always an option here in free agency. That's kind of why we are hitting a little bit on these slot corners. But yeah. and, you know, we don't really know. Um, I see some people flowing around the idea of Kwan Williams being potentially a cut candidate. He would save the nah. Broncos around three million in cap space. I know uh, the both of us would not like that, but you never you never really know. Yeah, that that wouldn't be the smartest thing. Just, you know, just considering no. that it, it, it creates it creates a need that you don't need to, you know, like that you don't need to address. If Kawhi Williams, he had a really good year last year. I know people are like, well, he was injured some games. I'm like, but man, Kawhi Williams did his job. I don't really see a point of cutting him to say three million because it just you know what I'm saying it, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. It's kind of like the Mike Purcell thing. Like you're just creating a need for yourself. You're just going to have to address later. 
Yeah, the injuries are kind of, yeah, a factor in it because some I've seen some Broncos mention the fact that, you know, when Kwan goes down, who 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 are we relying on? It was the same Bastion. Um, you know, I don't mean to bash the guy, but he didn't play really well last season. So, um, yeah. you know, they would like to, you know, upgrade the position and then just, um, you know, maybe restructure Kwan, which is definitely not realistic, but um, kind of move on from, yeah, kind of move on from him if they were to sign a slot quarter here in free agency um, so they don't have to worry about, you know, that guy going down and you know relying on a saying bassy or whoever that may be so um i would look i would honestly look to the draft to find depth there um but you never know i isaiah oliver and nick needham are certainly two good options uh nick mm-hmm. needham though I, I wouldn't go after just because he's coming fresh off the torn achilles and you don't really know how his level of play is going to be after an injury that serious yeah i agree Next uh, corner, we have uh, former court, former uh, Cardinals and Vikings cornerback Patrick Peterson, who obviously lots of NFL fans know about. He's 32 years old, definitely on the older side. Um, as most know, as most people know, he's an eight-time Pro Bowler, thir- three-time first-team All-Pro in his time with the Arizona Cardinals. Um, he's projected for a one-year, $6.4 million deal, which is completely understandable considering the type of season he's coming off. I mean, at 32 years old, he played 17 games for Minnesota last season. And racked up five interceptions, but he did allow 696 receiving yards, uh, five touchdowns, um, 59.6% completion, which that, 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 uh, stat individually is is decent and pretty good um and a 79.6 qbr um also he was the 12th highest graded quarterback by pff last season um the this whole this movement only makes sense uh for like the kind of the develop of uh, the development of uh damari mathis and you know only on like you know like i said just a one-year deal yeah um it seems very realistic like i I would be kind of mixed feelings about it, um, but I could definitely see Denver going out there and getting Pat Pete. You know, just, you know, the fact that he's a veteran, you know, former experience, all-pro guy. But um, just me, I mean, I could definitely see us doing it. He fits the price range. He's not, you know, too much of a young guy. It, it would just be a one-year type of thing, just a fill-in spot uh, if we needed it. But me personally, I don't think I would – I wouldn't do it just because, you know, I, I, the season he had last year, it was it was okay. I mean, it was the Vikings. They didn't have really that yeah. much, you know, good corners. So he was just kind of out there on the island most of the time, and he was getting – you know, sometimes he got got, and sometimes he jumped the ball and made some really good plays. But uh, me personally, I wouldn't do it. But Bronco – all Bronco fans do not be surprised if Patrick Peterson is a Bronco next season. Interesting. Yeah, a lot a lot of people keep, you know, mentioning the season A last year just because they look at the interception total, five mm-hmm. interceptions, and not, nothing really much other than that is talked about. But 700 yards in coverage definitely isn't the greatest, but it isn't the worst by any means. The thing with Pat P for me, though, is I feel like any year now it's going to be the make or break year where he kind of yeah. um, shows that the age is catching up to him. Mm-hmm. And I think it, I think it's going to be relatively soon. And um, I wouldn't want that here in Denver. I would, like I mentioned earlier in the episode, I want somewhat around that 26, 27 year old range uh for the outside cornerback position here for the broncos yeah like you know i i kind of see him going to a team like maybe kansas city and maybe buffalo a team that you know has a i'm pretty sure he wants to go to a team that's got a a legitimate quarterback and you know he'll take a back you know take a huge pay cut there but i don't i don't know why i could just see denver like signing him i could i I could just see it like i could see a signing pat people we'll see yeah, no, that's fair. I get a lot of gut feelings about things. So, and for the for the fans that uh, you know are hoping for him to come here to Denver, um, this is the third year in a row that he is a free agent. So, I don't know if they're going to sign him to another one year deal, third year in a row there in Minnesota. So, I, I could see him honestly uh, hitting free agency and uh, the you know, but at the same time, their their uh, corners are over there are really really young. I know with Andrew Booth and uh, you know Evans and over there those mm-hmm. guys. So um, they're really young. They could use a vet like Pat P. So I would not be surprised at the same time if they do actually resign him. Uh, yeah. It'd be an interesting situation to unfold there. Um, so our last corner I'm going to talk about today is uh, Cardinals cornerback Byron Murphy, who is 25 years old, coming off his rookie contract. PFF is predicting him for a three-year, $26.3 million deal. Um, he stayed very healthy for the most part his uh, first three years of his career um, until last season where he only played nine games. Um, in 2022, he allowed 346 yards in the nine games. Uh, three That's 38 yards per game, which is pretty solid. Um, a 
uh, percent completion. Uh, he did allow four touchdowns and he did allow a, a pretty bad a 103.1 QBR when targeted. Um, there's obviously the obvious connection between him and Vance Joseph, who is his DC in Arizona calling the plays the last four years. Um, uh, Byron Murphy is actually one of the more balanced corners in all of free agency in terms of his versatility. He played 50% of his snaps on the outside and 43% in the slot and 7% in the box. So he can literally do everything. Um, it's just we don't really you know, see a certain part of his game that really, really stands out. He does excel in zone coverage. Um, man is a little, I mean, uh, I believe it was 2021 where he was like one of the highest, I believe the highest graded, uh, co- you know, corner in man coverage. He mm-hmm. hasn't consistently been that, but we've seen, we've seen flashes from him both in zone and man, I think he's more, uh, comfortable in zone. Um, you know, lining up one-on-one with DK Metcalf was definitely a trouble for him in his, uh, you know, <laughs> divisional games there. Oh, uh, in Seattle. Um, Geno Smith definitely, uh, torched him up, but, um, I saw a game last year. I was watching a little bit of tape from him against the Raiders. He was locking up Devontae Adams. I feel like yeah. not many people he, – he was locking him that up. That was his best game from last season by far because I think he had the scoop and score too. Didn't he have the scoop yeah. and score? Yeah. It was, it, yeah, I don't know if it was against the Raiders. It was against someone. I, I can't remember, but – yeah, I mean, what do you think? What do you think about Byron Murphy? Twenty-five years old. He's definitely um, the easy youngest available uh, free agent corner, I believe, um, amongst like the big names. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about Byron Murphy potentially reuniting here? He's it's an interesting situation. I really can't make my mind up about him, um, but I think the contract's going to get a little bit out of the reach of the Broncos. Yeah, um, I've kind of said it sometimes here on the pod how I kind of feel about Byron Murphy. Um, I'm not the I'm not the biggest Brian Murphy fan. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Okay. I mean, yeah, he's very versatile. I mean, he has a 57% man coverage success rate. Um, that's kind of to me his strong suit. I don't think he's really good in zone. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't. He, it's like every time they put him in zone, he doesn't do the best that he can. Um, he was he but he was really better as like the second and third option in Arizona, you know. But after but, but ever since he became like the one option, he's been kind of struggling. I wouldn't I wouldn't overpay for Brian Murphy. I would be really pissed if we like overpay for Byron Murphy Jr. It's, just, it's a lot of corners out there that we can get. I'm just kind of on the I'm kind of on the no side of it. I know Vance Joseph is going to really advocate for him and you know kind of push that we get him. But honestly I don't want to overspend for Byron Murphy. I don't want to spend eight to ten million dollars a season on someone that uh, I'm just not confident with I'm not confident in. Yeah, to be fair, he wouldn't be the cornerback one here. Obviously, Pastor Ten, you know, riding yeah, that wave. Yeah. But um, at the same time, when you're paying that guy the money, you're essentially like the co-starter to a you know quarterback yeah. one. You are you are a starter. So um, I I'm really on the fence about him. It's just the money that kind of you know um, you know turns me off on potentially signing him here. So I, I, I'm not, you know, really, you know, a big, uh, you know, pro signed Byron Murphy. I mm-hmm. made it pretty clear in this episode that, you know, Jamel Dean um, and, you know, Cam Sun are the kind of guys I want. Uh, but is there any uh, corners you want to go ahead and hit before we cap off this episode? Yeah, before we cap off, I'm not going to lie. Um, uh, the one, It's been really about two corners that you didn't bring up that I was surprised you didn't. One, I'm going to go Sean Murphy Bunton. Murphy Bunton, now he's okay. – you know, to me, he's very underrated. Um, if you kind of, I mean, he he play, he does a lot of ball. I mean, he's a really, a, he's a he's a he's a slot corner, but he can play outside too. But he's mainly in the slot, so it'll be kind of tough for Denver to go get him. But I'm not gonna lie, if we were to move on from Kawhi and Williams and everything like that, I would love Sean Murphy Bunton. He's a guy I would definitely pay from the range of six to like nine million a year. I think he's definitely worth it. Has playoff experience, and he's still a young guy. He's a guy I would definitely go after. I mean. Coach Batabo, so you know he has the IQ of it. I would love him in Denver. Um, now the second guy, it'll be kind of a reuniting thing. Um, you know, I talk about him a lot, Bryce Callahan. Now, last season, mm. you know, er, you know, a lot of Chargers fans said they didn't like him, everything like that, but he was third, he, he allowed the third most, I think was it the third most yards on catches or something like that. Some crazy stat behind uh Horn and Jamil Dean. Um the only problem with him is his health, but this year he was healthy. And in the, the one year he was healthy in Denver, he bought our pro pro football focus gave him, I think it was the third highest corner in the league behind Jair. And I think Ramsey, he was ranked third. I would love him to come back to Denver. I don't think it will cost much. George Payton definitely wanted to bring it back last year, but he went the option, you know, of drafting Damari Mathis and it kind of prolonged a little bit, but I would love it, man. I would love him to come back. Yeah. They were, it was the third highest corner behind um, Xavier Howard, Jair, and yeah, he was he was right there in third. So I would love him to come back to Denver because he can play he can play outside and in the slot. Yeah, 
Yeah, he obviously started in the the slot before he got moved to outside. Uh, yeah. You know, last year with the Broncos or two years ago. Um, I the reason I really really uh, you know include Bryce Callahan. You know, Bryce Callahan is a really nice person. I've I've got the chance to talk to him, and he's super super nice, really cool dude. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I just don't know if George Payton would really be you know. I don't know. I don't really know if he would admit to his failure of letting him walk and bring it back here in Denver. I, just, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know if he's really going to bring it back here in Denver. I honestly, I don't really see it. Um, he said, "I don't think George Payton is going to admit his failure and just bring it back." I mean, I didn't want Bryce Callahan to leave at all. I was like on that, you know, thing like, man, I want him back. He got to. He has to come back. Like he's got to be the guy that comes back. But uh, I. I would welcome him back with open arms, honestly. I would. I mean, he he could definitely – I mean, he's going to fit right in. He, Like I said, he's a great slot corner, and he's a really good outside corner. Made some really good plays. And the only thing with him is he could stay healthy. But I feel like – Dangerous, yeah. Yeah, but I feel like it's a it's a low-risk, high-reward type thing because you could bring him in similar to what the Chargers gave him. The Chargers gave him like a one-year, two-million type of deal. Like, it's really – I think it was less than that. It was like really cheap he went to the Chargers yeah. for. So if you're Denver, you could bring him on a one-year – similar type of deal and you could just get a stud you know what i'm saying to come in there and help you know with damari mathis and everything like that and just get depth that corner i would love it yeah i just feel like it's it's an unrealistic thing at this point um i feel like george Payne did let him walk kind of because of the injuries because you know despite him being a great player he was you know questionable like every week missing games yeah, on was. ir um so i think that's ultimately why the front office decided to move on from him um, and I, I just don't see him uh, coming back. Would I like it? I mean, for sure. I mean, him and Demar Mathis would be a good fit, you know, there alongside Pastor Tan. Um, but I just don't see it at this point in his career. And I'm not too sure how old is he he is. I believe he is getting up there though, around close yeah, to he 30. is. Um, let me see for you real quick. Yeah, he definitely he's he's getting up there a little bit. Yeah, Bryce is 31. Yeah, so 31 yeah, years old. Yeah, yeah he's 31. Yeah, at this point, I I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I mean, I it, don't it's, see it happen. yeah, I don't see it happening. But just I want to throw one more stat in his first two games with the Chargers played 65 snaps in coverage. He only allowed three catches, 21 yards, a pick, and he allows a 6.3 passer rating. And that was just first two games back being healthy. Man, I, I, I would I would honestly love him to come back to Denver. Yeah, he's a he's a dog. And then the, the obviously the last corner I want to talk about I want to talk about today is uh, we're getting reports that the Eagles are shopping uh you know Pro Bowl cornerback Darius Slay. Um Jordan, you, you oh. actually want to tell your story about him? Yeah, so um I went to the I, I went to the um destroying event um this past weekend um on Saturday. So, you know, I went and um I go to University of Houston, so it was at our stadium. I got to go on the field and destroy us. Like, I'm bringing out a special DB guest, and people are looking at everything. So they're like, okay, everybody who's not participating got to get off the field. So I'm kind of walking off the field a little bit. And I look to my right, and I'm like – and I'm, I recognize him all right off bat. And I'm like, is that Slay? And then my friends walk with me. He was like, nah, that's not Slay. I'm like, not nah, that Slay. And, like, people hear me saying Slay, so they, like, come over there, and they're like, that's Slay? And, and everybody – so I was like, man, forget this. I, I just – yeah, I was like, hey, Slay. I was like, Slay, and he turned around, and he was like, what's up, bro? So I went over there. I got by, I got, I got some pictures with him and everything like that. But it's interesting that this stuff is coming out because, yeah. um, like, he stayed on the field, and my friends were on the field and everything like that. And he was like, they somebody asked him, did he like uh, being in Philly? Like, is Philly, like, you know, did he like Philly more than he liked Detroit? And he was like, you know, I love Philly, but Detroit's always home. And it's kind of interesting that he said that because – Wow. Now, because now we're getting the news that you know he's he's on the trade block, and Detroit has the picks to get him. So it's and the cash space. So it's interesting. But I, I would just love for him to come to Denver. I'm not going. I, I would absolutely go crazy if he came to Denver. Him and Sertan. The only thing is, I don't know. If we have the picks to get him though. I, yeah, that's, that's like gonna be the hard part. Because I would I would say give up a second, but we have no second this year or next year. So it would just have to be strictly third round picks, like two thirds, and that's. Ugh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, it's gonna be rough. It's gonna be rough. With, yeah, but if especially I, with uh, the fact that we have to, uh, you know, address, you know, linebacker, DE, O line, you know, even wide receiver, running back. It's gonna be, it's gonna be tough to get him if we, if they want to. Yeah, if I have to say the team, I really think he's gonna go to that I think can actually trade for him. I would, I would go the Cardinals just because the Jonathan Gannon, you know, him going over there. I think the Cardinals could trade for him. That's and the underrated point. team, I, I didn't put them in a the video I made about Darius Slay today, but another team is Carolina. Keep on Carolina has a ton of picks. 
that they end up in they don't have that much cap but they can they can create cap with just restructuring you know guys contracts and everything like that but don't be surprised if carolina makes a push carolina has a lot of draft picks and they're supposed to be a quarterback away so we'll see how so we'll see how that goes yeah, and uh, Darius Slay is, I, I believe he's openly, you know, you know, talked about and raved about uh, Pastor Tan, you know, the game that he he, yeah. you know, he thinks he's really elite. Uh, so imagine him here in Denver. Imagine if we could, you know, get them to both Ooh. wear the number two. <laughs> that would be insane. Yeah, it's, I'm not going to lie. Like, it's it's crazy that all this stuff came out, you know, everything like that. It's just, it's it's interesting because I'm because Philly is blowing. It looks like they're almost blowing it up, kind of. I mean, they have no cap. Like, this year was their – but you know, went Super Bowl or bus year, and now you just see CJ Garner Johnson, he's basically on his way out. And there's a whole bunch of guys, Hargrave, yeah. Fletcher Cox, you know, Brandon Graham resigned today. Now they're talking about trading Darius Slay. It's crazy, like Darius Slay, Ramsey, D Hop, all these guys are just gonna get traded. Derrick Henry, possibly Aaron Rodgers. This this offseason is gonna be insane. NFL is gonna be crazy next season. It's gonna it's so crazy. Yeah, I'm really, really excited. Um, so before we cap off the episode, uh, final verdict on the cornerback position. How are the Broncos going to fix that? Um, I'm going to go ahead and start with you, Jordan. Uh, honestly, realistically, I think Denver could do a multitude of things. I think, you know, he's going to still be past 10 at the one. I think if they're smart, the guy to go after is definitely going to be Cam Sutton. I think he's a good value corner, young, can come in right away, very versatile. I can see him being our cornerback too. Keep Kawan Williams and Damari Mathis and draft another guy for depth or just bring in uh what's the guy that came in at the end of last season played really well Mick Milan I think is his, that's his name yeah yeah Mick Milan keep guys like him you know um sign some undrafted guys keep that streak going in Denver but yeah I see something like that um my ideal which my ideal situation would kind of be the same thing Cam Sutton um I would love to get Bryce Callahan back um obviously make a trade for Darius Slay things around that line but I just think realistically Cameron Sutton is probably the best option and the most realistic option yeah, honestly, you took the words right out of my mouth. Exactly what I want to do. Pat Sertan, uh, Cam Sutton, K1, Damari Mathis. Keep, uh, you know, keep developing those young guys. You know, you know, you have a really good young nucleus here with Pat Sertan, Damari Mathis. Keep building off that. Bring in a guy like Cam Sutton, who's young himself. He, he's young as well. So, I mean, it's not like we're bringing in like a veteran veteran. He, he's young himself. So, I think that's the perfect, uh, you know, solution for the Broncos cornerback room. And uh, mm. like you mentioned, I would say go draft one and at least like around the fourth. Uh, the fourth round. I know, uh, you know, George Payne loves drafting corners early, and I definitely yeah. could see him uh, doing that again this year. Yeah, he loves drafting corners. I just don't know if we have the picks, you know, to address that. So that's why I think, you know, uh, Mike Cliff said, you know, with the draft situation, that we're going to be heavily going crazy in free agency. So you never know. Broncos might sign two corners and, you know, just sign another slot and sign, you know, obviously an outside corner. But a guy I'm surprised you didn't bring up was Marcus Peters. Yeah, I actually looked at him and I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not the. Biggest I'm not gonna Marcus lie. Peters. I'm not a Marcus Peters fan. I'm gonna just keep it real. Marcus Peters is the definition of yeah. a ball hawk. He's a ball hawk corner. That's it. That that's all Marcus Peters. I mean, he can he can cover up the mediocre to less viable receivers. But there's a reason why Baltimore never puts him on those top dogs. It's a reason why you saw what Julian Edelman did to him in the Super Bowl. Marcus P. I mean, he 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 just got good ball skills. That's what it is. I'm yeah. but I'm I'm not paying him the money. I think they said nine and a half million. Nah, I'm good on it. I'll be and surprised if he gets that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, yeah, that's going to be it for today's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed today's free agent edition of the Broncos Avenue podcast. All your free agency coverage, latest news, uh, rumors, and updates of the Denver Broncos here in free agency as free agency is officially five days away um, before teams can officially officially start putting pen to the paper. And it is officially um, just a few days, about three days away until uh, teams can officially start negotiating um, and, you know, agreeing to terms on deals. Um, you know, Monday will start. It's going to be a big free agency day for the Broncos. Broncos. I'm super excited. You know, we have all we already did a full episode covering all of the offensive line, um, you know, all the offensive guard, offensive tackle um, and center options for the Broncos, as well as yesterday. We, um, you know, uploaded episode about going over all the potential uh, free agent running back options. So if you guys are listening to YouTube, make sure to hit the like button and subscribe. If you guys are listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, make sure you guys follow over there and have notifications turned on. Um, make sure you guys, uh, you know, have those notifications on so you don't miss these episodes being updated on the Denver Broncos free agency. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I'm your host, Amir, with my co-host, Jordan. Till the next episode, peace. peace.